going to pray and kind of unleash some information that's uh, of things coming up. Let's look to the Lord. Father, we thank you, praise you, and exalt you for the Lordship of Christ. And God, uh, help us to defend his name. Help us, oh God, to faithfully be committed to his causes. And, and help us to decrease that he may increase. And forgive us of our sins and meet us in your word tonight. Bless every family under the sound of my voice. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Praise the Lord. How are you tonight? Good, good, good. It's 8 o'clock on the nose. That's what I like. Punctuality. And thank God for all of uh, the people, Reverend Walker, Marcus, everyone else who came forth. Um, I have some, we're going we're gonna to kind of jump into God's word. But before we do that, this coming Sunday at 1030, I invite all of you at second service we're having a lot of dignitaries come here, uh, congressmen, senators, mayors, and we're going to kind of put a public servant spin on it, thanking them for partnering with our church and our communities. We got three mayors coming, and uh, I'm excited. Uh, this was a last-minute thing because it's hard getting all these these politicians together on the same Sunday. So. Um, just keep that in prayer, and uh, Pastor will be preaching, and um, so we're looking for a high time in the Lord. The other thing is June 26, June 26 w will be our uh, date to be dressed down for the entire summer. June 26. Now you may come as you wish. Um, but we're going to be dressed down the entire summer, and the times of service will change. I'm going to be, we're going to have a 7 a.m. service and a 9.30 a.m. service. So hopefully everybody's out of here by 11 o'clock or a quarter of. So we got, a, we, we got some adjustments to make, and uh, I'm very proud of our church for, for doing such uh, and I and I and I preach 50, 55 minutes, so nothing's going to be cut. But uh, we just want to enable you to, in the hot weather, to go to shore or mall, or go back home, or whatever you want to do. So we're going to be talking more and more about that. You'll hear about that as we're going along. Amen. You like that? You like that? All right. Praise the Lord. And if you don't like that, I'll turn Pentecostal. We'll stay here all day. Uh, to 6 p.m. And I have Jeannie say, if it's all night, it's all right. How's that? Yeah, right. Okay. Praise the Lord. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, tonight, tonight, tonight. And um, again, I'm thankful. Uh, we've been here all day, um, yesterday, just tugging, working, and uh, trying, to, trying to prepare the table for God's people. Turn to the book of Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. And tonight... Um, I, I've been hearing a lot of defective doctrine, a lot of it, and it's, it, has, it has really concerned me because doctrine is food, and if people eat tainted food, they get sick. Isn't that right? And listen to me, you live what you believe. Don't let anybody fool you. You live what you believe, 
And uh, we want to make sure that you here at St. Matthew's are properly fed with good doctrine. So I want to kind of um, come under the theme tonight, coincidence or calling. Coincidence or calling. Coincidence or calling. Coincidence or calling. And one of the things we want to help identify in, in, in a readily fashion, how much, if any, of your life do you think is coincidental? How much of your life do you really think is coincidental? And I'm, I want to I wanna look at this because um, we, we tend to think on humanistic basis that those who kind of get their lives together, those who live decent lives, um, those who come to church, those who are good citizens, we kind of believe that they had something to do with it. We kind of believe that the, the ultimate credit is because they're just good-hearted people. And the Bible does not teach that. We, we, we got to back up and um, look at things very, very, very objectively. And um, I have major concerns, not only about our culture we live in, and I'll be addressing that, but our country. I have great concerns about certain things that are going on that are reprehensible reprehensible to the Word of God and um, reprehensible to society. And, um, and we're going to, without laying blame at any particular uh, person's feet, we're going to look at, uh, and, what's, and what's important theologically is for us to look at um, the time, the time in which we live, uh, and kind of, in retrospect, look at the time in which we grew up, and see the vast differences in uh, not only society, but in, in this sphere of sin. Amen? Uh, vast differences. And, and, and ask ourselves some um, poignant questions as to why do these things exist. Uh, I, I, you know, we, we, we kind of statistically keep abreast of what's going on, and there was a time when Un, uh, uh, people that were not Christians, amen, um, the divorce rate for people who were not Christians was, at, you know, one out of every 15 years ago, and then it started decreasing. And now the church and the world are at the same rate, one out of every two, and then divorce. So there is a demonstrative atmosphere that is against Christian values. And the Bible says in the last days there will be a uh, falling away from the truth. In the last days they will abstain from meats and marriage. Colossians deals with the meats. Timothy deals with the marriage. Very, very interesting. Why are we losing uh, our base values? And why... Um, and, I, and I need to throw this out. Uh, you know, I took this to Philosophy 101. It's called Situation Ethics, that our ethics only fit certain situations. Um, and, and that's dangerous. And in a materialistic society such as we live, there's no room for ethics. Everything is money. And because of money, we cross lines that decent folks shouldn't cross, like tainted water. 
Are, you, are y'all understanding what I'm trying to say? Um, and and um, and I'm I'm really tired of seeing this gorilla pull this child across the water. Um, and it 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 was a tragedy. Um, I believe they made the right call, but now you got 300,000 people angry because the gorilla's dead. So where are our values? We got people that are more uh, attached to the animals than they are to other human beings. We kiss dogs in the mouth. We dress them up. You know, and no, and, and, and all this is characteristic of a society that has lost its edge, okay? Uh, so, so, so we're going to address some of this, and we don't have the answer for everything, but um, I, I, I just believe we need to uh, look at things objectively. So we're in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians, and we're dealing with coincidence or calling and, and, and introduction-wise, the subjects of eventuality and predestination are questioned by people who struggle with the premise that God prearranges certain aspects of our lives. Now let's stop right there. Coincidence or calling. Um, If God is a God of coincidence, if God is impersonal, and that's what the deists used to believe, the deists where people like um, George Washington and, and Thomas Jefferson and the, the fathers that crafted our Constitution, they were deists. They weren't Christians, they were deists. Deists believed in the concept of God. And that's why on, on your dollar it says, in God we trust. It doesn't have anything about Jesus Christ. They believed in the concept of God, but they did not believe that you could have a personal relationship with God. Deists had a concept. Um, and, and so one of the things that we, we need to understand is that um, a lot of stuff was done in the name of God. Um, and so as we look at this subject of God, is God really involved in our personal lives? Is God really involved in decisions we make? Is God really... Uh, involved in where we find ourselves, uh, you know, where we end up in life. I, I, I do not for one second believe that my life is a coincidence. I, I've, because I've seen too much, I know too much, and I, I've, I've compared my life with other people's lives, who some of who are dead. I believe that before, as Jeremiah 1 says, we came out our mother's womb. God made determinations. God made determinations. And, and, and God's determination for you was different than his determination for your sibling. Are y'all getting this? So if we look at God from the perspective that he is involved with his creation, yeah, that, that this whole concept of not nothing being coincidental uh, and, 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 and there's a larger sphere of, listen, you got the direct will of God, which is the word of God. You got the permissive will of God. That's when we mess up the direct will. God gives grace. 
and there's the secret will of God. Only God knows that. That's what's going to happen. And that's why Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, the hidden things, hidden from who? Hidden from us, belong to the Lord. And the revealed things belong to us, right? Are y'all getting this? So if God has a secret will, and if God manages hidden things, then we cannot possibly know everything. There are certain things that God is not going to inform us when we're going to die, you know, you know, you know, when, you know uh, 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 what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, uh, you and I cannot find that out. Now, you can go to a soothsayer and let them read your palm. They're wrong. And you just gave up some money for nothing. Uh, so one of the things we want to look at tonight is this matter of coincidental arrangement. As I oftentimes tell you, there's no accidents, there are appointments. And even when we make bad decisions, young people, God has weaved that into his overall will. And he's going to work, he's going to work even that out. Okay? So, 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 so we plan, but God purposes. We move, but God manifests. We choose, but God channels. And, um... Anyone casually reading the Bible sees that God was totally sovereign in, 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 in settling us into a certain situation. That means God determined my ethnicity, my race, the place I was born, the parents I was born to. God had all that. I had nothing to do with that. Are y'all getting this? Are y'all getting this? It was God behind the scenes pushing buttons, amen, uh, a whole lot of buttons that now permeate our lives. If I see God as being involved with my life, I have a much greater sense of appreciation and direction because there is a sovereign God that's leading me, guiding me, directing me. And even when I mess up, he's patient, he's graceful, he's loving, he's merciful, so forth, so on. So, 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 so one of the things that, um, and it's interesting, Romans says, it's, it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance, not hellfire. It's, it's, it's when we look back on our lives and see all the goodness we we are we are we are forced to to praise him all right so when we look at this matter of sovereignty setting us into a situation apostle paul calls this planning purposing placing calling and this calling entails four powerful placements and i want to i want to i want i want to go through this because I went to Florida last week on vacation and had a great restful time. And on Sunday, I was listening to these preachers, and I had to turn the television off. Couldn't take it no more. One preacher actually said to thousands of people that had Judas Iscariot, who hung himself, if he had waited three more hours, he would not have died. Jesus would have been hung up for him. He was trying to explain grace. I said, where in the world did he get this from? When Jesus said, it was better for you that you were never born. 
when Jesus said that you are the son of perdition, which means you are seed of the Antichrist. So how we come up with these mysterious manifestations are not biblically based. And the fact that right now we, we are at the edge of jumping into the deep waters and helping people, boys and girls in crisis, teenage pregnancy, drugs, uh, mentoring, uh, people that are incarcerated across the country. We want to now jump out and, and serve and teach and dialogue and, and, and try to encourage people from all walks of life about Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen? And, and, in, and we in the post-Christian era, so we're already behind the, the, the ball. In other words, the church is not popular anymore. Okay, so you got millennials, you got young people who, say, who, who contend with their parents and say, what, I got to go to church. I can just read my Bible and serve God at home. And because the parents are not either in the word or committed to our way of life, they let them go. And what Satan is doing is yanking them completely out of the faith. That's what he's doing. Um, I'm very appreciative that my parents said no and made me do what I didn't want to do. I couldn't appreciate it then. Hebrews 12 says, no chastening for the present seems to be joyous. But afterwards, it yieldeth. And, and, and I'm not advocating beating up your children and abuse and all that. I'm just saying, and, and the Bible talks about technon, a child. Bring up a child. You don't wait till they get 18. You're trying to establish rules. Bring up a child uh, in the way they should go. And so the church now is the surrogate parent. We are the ones that must teach the Word of God and make it applicable to where people are. Challenge what they say they believe. Are you getting this? So in Ephesians, real quick, we're talking about coincidence or calling. And the word calling in the Greek is kaleo, K-A-L-E-O. Kaleo means called. And, and, and the Bible tells us in Matthews, many were called, but only few were chosen. That scripture in itself dichotomizes the fact that everybody that hears the gospel will not receive it. Are y'all are y'all getting are y'all getting me? Many, many, many were called. The call went out, but only few were what? Chosen. You know, in 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 uh in nineteen sixty eight when I went into the military, I was in base training. I was sharing this with my wife. In basic training, and, and Vietnam was as hot as in 68, they gave all of us New Testament Bibles. And I remember as tough as that T.I. was, and he cussed like a sailor, he said, give your soul to Jesus because you're probably going to die. They encouraged you to get saved in, in the military. They encouraged you to read your Bible and ask Christ in. How, how many military people know what I'm talking about? They encouraged that. They had a sense of, um, truth, okay, and 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 so one of the things we want to look at. Uh, I, let me let me just get two hands in, in, in a participatory way. 
How, what in your life you think was coincidental and what in your life you think was in line with calling? Uh, just, 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 if you think something was coincidental, raise your hand. Anybody? Y'all know what coincidental means, right? It, it was an accident, not an appointment. Okay. And some weird stuff. Yes, sir. I could tell you some stories that would make you, uh, would make your head swim of testimonies that I heard from other people, things that I know. Uh, there was a gang member in, in South Philly back in the 60s. He's saved now. He's a minister. I love him. Uh, he, was, he, he was a gang leader of about 125 boys. He got shot like three times and all, all that gang one, all that. And uh, so over the years, he got saved. And he started uh, helping pastors and all this. And he, I, I mean, his life just did a 360. I mean, through Christ. Um, I, I know somebody that uh, when I came out of the military in 74, um, they actually tried to commit suicide. They took, a, they took a pistol and put it to his head. He was in the bathtub, put it to his head, pulled the trigger, and, the, and, and shot himself in the head. It went in his head and went out. And the day he's still alive. But don't try that. Your number might not come up. But when, when we hear of things like that, there can't be coincidences. There's got to be an all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving and merciful God who determines who and what he wants to do. And that's why old folks say, but for the grace of God, there goes I. And, and, and that's why nobody in the church has bragging rights. Nobody has bragging rights. If, if God's grace was not upon us, we, we would be most miserable. Strung out on drugs, dead, AIDS, whatever, whatever the case is. It's only by the grace, a love we don't deserve, that God has enabled us to get this far, to get this far. So let's let's look at Ephesians chapter one real quick, and and I'm I'm, I'm dealing with a calling by sovereignty, and the 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 flurry of words that I'm going to put on the board, and I don't have anything to write with. Praise the Lord. Uh, all right, man. Praise God. Thank you, brother. Oh, you got a drawer back there. What else is in the drawer? Okay. <laughs> Never know, man. Never. Thank you, my brother. Um, calling by his sovereignty, and I, I want to go through that ba basically elected. Okay. Alrighty, praise the Lord. Got another one? Let's try that. 
Thank you, man. I appreciate this young man. By the way, he was he was in Vietnam, Amen. and he and he he jumped out of planes, and uh, you jumped into a tree, right? <laughs> and they left you there, right? All right. Uh, election equipment and the third designation I want to use in covering this first uh, 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 enlightenment and I guess enlightenment should have been second but I'll put it here enlightenment okay so when we look at Ephesians chapter 1, the calling by his sovereignty, Paul begins to deal with this subject of preordination, predestination, being chosen, adopted, being redeemed, having an inheritance, uh, so forth and so on. And, 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 and instead of getting into all of these uh, 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 words, what I wrote, chapter 1, verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who have blessed us, past tense, with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. When you see all spiritual blessings, all denotes you don't need anything else. If God has given you and me all spiritual blessings, we don't need anything else. Everything we need is within the blessings that God has, in fact, extended. And, 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 and I just want to pick up on some of these words uh, every spiritual blessing, we were chosen, that means elected, before the foundation were holy, made holy, without blame in love, predestined, adopted, good pleasure of his will, accepted in the beloved, redeemed, forgiveness of sins, riches by his grace, mystery of his will, inheritance, and purposed. He purposed in himself. He purposed in himself. So, from, 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 from verse 3 all the way up to verse 11, we see a sovereign God. And what I did, I took these three words. Election has to do with being chosen, okay? And election has to do with predestination. And election has to do with adopted, being adopted in the beloved, being accepted, all of these things has to do with uh, amen, and, and, and these things have to do with election. When God elected us, all of these things started manifesting themselves. And, and, and all this happened before the foundation world. So you didn't get this in Sunday school class. Equipped has to do with inheritance, our inheritance in Christ. Whatever belongs to Jesus belongs to me. Um, the good pleasure of his will, all right, I'll just put good pleasure, uh, the riches of his grace, okay, and, and so forth, so on. And then enlightened means without blame, in love, um, being prepared. So forth, so on. So these three words jump off the page. And if you look at the context of Ephesians 1, they have the trinity, the triunity of God from verses 3 to verse um, 7 to 8, 
what God the Father did, what God the Holy Spirit did, what God the Son did, meaning you and I had nothing to do with this. Are y'all getting this? We had nothing to do with this. You can't earn it. You can't make it happen. You can't pray about it. This is the sovereignty of the will of God. Well, why did you choose me? No answer. You're not worthy. That's all you need to know. You're not worthy. I chose you for my own purposes. All right, so, 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 so one of the things is that when we look at this sovereignty, it starts to kill this image of coincidences. Coincidences starts to, um, and uh, you know, and you, you know, you guys have heard my testimony. I, uh, when Children's Hospital was at 18th and Bainbridge, um, I, I was born with kids. You already came out tricked up because you were snatched from your parents in the formative years. It's called abandonment, and children with abandonment issues. And rejection issues, they suffer, man. And what happens when you have abandonment and... Let me, let me show you how deep God is. When you have abandonment and rejection issues, you start building up these protective devices we call strongholds to compensate. So my drive is there to compensate for what I lack. Do you understand what I'm saying? My... Uh, me having to be the best of what I do is a self-induced thing within me. But it's a flaw because in Christ, I'm accepted. I'm only rejected because of my, are y'all getting this? And then, and then, and then I was, I was, uh, you know, um, I had a situation in my life where a babysitter fondled me and, 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 it, and, and it heightened all of my sex for life. I was actually abused by a young girl who was a babysitter. You ain't got to feel sorry about that. I was just, <laughs> but, 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 but what it did, what it did overseas it caused me to want to go to bed with hundreds and hundreds of women. It was a sick, it, it, was, it was a void. Are y'all getting me? God in his sovereignty allowed the voids. He wasn't detached from me. Knowing that by his grace he was going to do something for me to do something else that I would not have done unless these things happened to me. So Paul could say in Philippians 1.12, the things that have happened unto me, God used it to fall out to the furtherance of the gospel. Whether you were raped, whether you were abused, whether you were beat upon, whether you were on drugs, God, that, and, and see, you cannot define Romans 8.28 until you understand all this, this is why all things are working together for the good. Because God can take the junk. He can take the mess. He can take the crushing. He can take all of this stuff and work it. He's working it. That's no coincidence. He's working it for the good. And I'm sure you got your stories. I'm sure you got your stories. 
I'm sure you have your stories. I, uh, I think back on that all the time and say, wow. So when, when my children start growing up, especially my son, I became overprotective because I didn't want nothing to happen to him like it happened to me. Are y'all, are y'all understand what I'm saying? And, 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 and there's another spinoff today. Um, in, interesting, just, just, just to show you how life impacts us. My oldest brother, who's with the Lord now, uh, he was a yak in 60, 61. That means he just clean, mind his business, treat everybody right. And the gangs in South Philly was picking on him, taking his money, beating him up. And he got tired of it, and he, he fought them back and joined them. And became one of the craziest people in South Philly. And I tried to model after him. He was my hero because everybody was scared of him. He was my hero. So I go up on the corner, join the gang. He whipped my backside. He said, and this is what he said to me. He said, I messed my life up. You ain't messing yours up. And my father put him out at 16 because he said, you will not influence the rest of my kids. Him and my dad was like this for years. They, they reconciled. None of that was coincidental. All, all that, Lord have mercy. And when I seen him give his life to Christ and cry and read his Bible and join the usher board, I broke down. The, 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 the fact of the matter is, it's not how you start out, it's how you end up. It's how, it's how you end up. It's how you, it's how you end up. And our job as witnesses for Jesus Christ is to constantly share the gospel with people so that what, how, however they started out, they end up saved. Are y'all, are y'all getting this? That's why that prison ministry under Wayne Jones and Roy and all the rest of y'all is so important. Because uh, this stuff is real. We, we get letters all over the country. People are incarcerated. And, 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 and so there, there, there is no coincidence here. Um, and, and, and the interesting thing is, I only went in the military because I had to go. I ain't no Sergeant York. I was on the draft board. So my point is, God said, I'm going to use these seven years. I'm going to use your 17 years in the federal government. I'm going to use all of your exposures to my glory. So when y'all hear me preach, I got a whole bunch of stories, like the pen relays. <laughs> Because they are a culmination of our experiences where God is not coincidental. God was pinpointing things for us to serve and to teach others. Are y'all, are y'all getting this? Don't think it could be a coincidence. Think, think, think that God, God had this thing together. So, so when I'm looking at this, he says in, in Ephesians 1, after going through all this uh, lofty language... Lord, have mercy. Verse 20, which he wrought in Christ, then he raised him from the dead, set him at the right side of, of his hand in heaven, heavenly places, far above principalities, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but in the world to come, and have put all things under his feet, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So the first chapter deals with this calling by sovereignty. 
God didn't call Charles Manson. God didn't call Adolf Hitler. God didn't call Idi Amin. God called you. Not by coincidence, but out of his sovereign grace. My God. Bad things happen to good people. Why do the righteous suffer? Just ask Job. I did nothing to deserve this, but I'm going through this. Because God has a superior plan that he will not share with us. Are y'all, are y'all getting this? So, so, so this matter of the calling by sovereignty is, is um, wow, is, uh, is, is intact. And then um, in chapter 2, a calling out from sin, pay attention to the prepositions. The prepositions are always directional from and when God calls you from something he's automatically calling you what to something God doesn't bring you out of something and just let you float he's calling you out ek ek is the Greek word for out now let's look at this matter of God calling us out and this is progressive by God he's not doing this overnight and you have he made alive, quickened, who were dead. Now, now stop. The being made alive is instantaneous. Oh, God, y'all ain't getting this. The being made alive, being saved, is right on the spot. The living out of a good life is progressive. Are y'all getting this? So I can get saved and be drinking, be smoking, be getting high, fornicating. I, I, I could be in all this stuff, homosexuality. And once I get saved, it, that, that stuff doesn't stop instantaneously. But what happens now, and young people, this is against all this defective preaching about choosing your sexuality. You can do what you want to do, and your Jesus still loves you. That's a bunch of crap. When you get saved, the seed is in you. And whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to his image. So now, God is in the conforming business. Hello. He's in the conforming business. So, so here's what Paul is saying about, And you hath he quickened, who have dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walk, you live according to the course of this, what? World. Now let's stop. Every Friday night, I, you know, I got dressed around 10 o'clock with his, my three-piece vine on, got in my car, put my cologne on, went on out there. Every Friday night. That was the course of the world. Clubs. That was the course of the world. I went in church all my life. I was, I was, I was raised in church, and there was a breakaway point. And then the Lord started pulling me back. Because there was investments made into me when I was in Sunday school. Are y'all getting this? Investments. I did some crazy stuff, man. I was in tech school. You come out of basic training, you go to tech school to learn the trade that the military wants you to learn. I'm down in uh, Wichita Falls, Texas. That, that was like going to hell. It was, it was uh, at 6 o'clock in the morning. 
it was uh, snowing at 15 degrees. At 12 o'clock, it was uh, 95. Um, I'm in the barracks reading my Bible, my New Testament. And this guy walks in from North Philly. He was a troublemaker. He said, he said look at this chump. And I said, excuse me, Lord. And I put the Bible down. <laughs> and me and him was banging, man. Bip, bip, bip. Then I went back in the room, picked my Bible back up, and kept reading. So life has not been easy for me, you know. Uh, you know, you know and and uh, it, it, it was hard for me to tone down that flesh all the way, uh, you know. But, 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 but see... Uh, when we look at this matter of what God called us from, the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the airways, that's Satan, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So what Paul is saying, in, in, in essence, is sin's infection is going to stop. Sin's influence is going to stop. Sin's interference is going to stop. Sin's of inflictions are going to stop. When are they going to stop? Oh, it may take years. But we walk by grace. The more, you, the more word you get, the more worship you get, God starts deprogramming the old nature and reprogramming the new nature. And that's, and that's why I created a rule here. And say, man, they didn't have it here before I got here. People coming to get married. Pastor, we want to get married. Are you saved? No, you ain't getting married here. Because God is love. And if you don't know God, you can't love anyhow. And I'm not fooling with that. So we, we came up with a rule to get married. You had to be saved. And even after coming up with that rule, folk were still fighting. Because some of us only saved on Sunday. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Pass the bullets. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, oh God. Let me let me throw this out, and I want to be very particular how I handle this. I I'm at an age, I remember Bill Cosby when he played way back in the 60s. Was the, was the program? I Spy. Great actor. I, I'm at home looking at CNN crying at 78. Circumstances has devastated his entire legacy and life. Now, I'm, I'm not here to judge whether he did it or not. That's not my business. I'm here to say that we reap what we sow and I'm here to say that in some ways, I've done just as bad, if not worse. No, no, I'm not talking about the same sin. I'm talking about when you look at where we've come from, what we thought, what we did, we can't judge him. We just didn't get caught. And, 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 and everybody in the Cosby family, every time the Cosby story was replayed, they got a royalty. All those royalties stopped. What a tragedy. Look how he is going out. Look how we could have gone out if the Lord didn't step in. 
Are y'all are y'all getting this? I'm, I, this ain't about him. Look, look. This ain't about him, Cosby. It's about him, Jesus. Look, look how we could have gone out if it had not been for the Lord. No coincidence. It's rough. I go back to South Philadelphia, people I grew up with. I, I was, I was, I, I got out of my car years ago. I was walking up 18th Street, and this young lady, she was so fine growing up, and she was strung out on the pipe, and she looked like she was 95 years old. And I could see she tried to duck me. She didn't want to see me, and and I just, I just, her name was Loretta, and I just looked at her and I said, Lord Jesus, you know, just. My God. But for the grace. But for the grace. I could have been on the pipe. You could have been on the pipe. But God overruled us getting strung out. God overruled us staying in a certain place spiritually. Are y'all getting this? God overruled this stuff, man. And, and, and so one, one of the things that we, we, we have to try to understand is, 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 is the power of reflection. Before you project yourself onto somebody else's business, reflect where the Lord brought you from. And you'll be much more merciful. People who are merciful have an assessment of what God has done in their lives. Are y'all getting this? How can I sit up and judge you all the mess that the Lord brought me out of? And, and, and look, all ain't been told. All ain't been revealed. Oh, we can preach about this all night. God is good. And he's good all the time. And listen, there are people in hell that live better than people that's going to heaven. Don't let nobody fool you about that either. So, so, so when we start to look at this matter of sovereignty versus um, there, there is no coincidence. And, and, and this calling in, 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 in um, 2, 1 to 9 deals with, look, look at the language, verse 3, among whom also we all had our lives, conversation, in times past, in the what? In the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature Adamic. Now, notice nature's in the singular. We lived with one nature, Leroy. The Adamic nature, which is a sinful nature. There is no rehabilitation with the Adamic nature. In fact, Romans says, for, <laughs> and this one blows my mind. That endemic nature that's in you and me is not even subject to the Word of God. Nor indeed can it be. Now, now, if you save, you got two natures. And, 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 and what makes the Christian life so difficult is every day we are in conflict between the two natures. But don't come up here trying to annihilate the old nature. I'm saved. I don't have that no more. You lying. You got it. 
That's why we act the way we do, say things what we say, do things what we go where we go, because we still got the capacity of the old man. He calls it the old man, the new man. The old man, the new man. The old man, the new man. It's in conflict. Catch me on a good day, you get the new man. <laughs> Catch me on the wrong day, you get the old man. Same person. As you grow in grace, we ought to start to see in the fruit of the newness. Moreover than the fruit, than the works of the old. Are y'all getting this? Um, I, I've, I've had sessions with married couples, and, you know, 20 minutes in, Sister Arnold, I didn't think they were saved. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's cussing and getting ready to fight. And be, be, because what they were going, the pain they were going through, the emotional, psychological pain was greater than the Christ living through them. And so at the end of the session, when we prayed, uh, I don't know where that prayer went. And, and think about the cost, think about the costliness. You, you go to counseling, you sit there, the counselor intentionally brings up the past, digs stuff up, make you talk, and now you're getting angry all over again. You're looking at each other, I hate them, I can't stand it, I want out, I'm sick of this, da da da. You get, and when you get to that zenith point, he says, well, your time is up. <laughs> now now y'all can go home. Are you kidding me? <laughs> ah! And then he got a nerve to tell you, after you give him his check, you're getting better. We are working on the problem. Uh, been there, man. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. Um, so we, we are going to struggle through this conflict between the natures, right? Where God is saying, if you want to put an angel on one shoulder and the devil on another, do it. But God is telling you one thing that Satan is telling you another. Here's what you need to take away tonight. God and Satan are saying different things. And what you're hearing, you better make sure it's God. Don't sit up there getting fooled by an angel of light. Because what Satan will do is keep you locked away in your stubbornness. See, see the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, the fruit of the Holy Spirit says, uh-uh, that ain't me. Are you getting this? When you are feeling some kind of way, vengeful, angry, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da, all that's satanic. So, so, so we, we talk about faith, and then we talk about the fruit. Now, 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 we are not fruit inspectors, but Jesus said you'll know them by the fruit. And the fruit is, you guys got fruit, you come to Bible study every Wednesday. That's fruit. Some of y'all tithe. That's fruit. You, you, uh, you, you have devotions in the morning. You pray. That's fruit. You try to treat people nice. That's fruit. If, if, if I'm looking at your product and never see fruit, I can question your salvation. Because faith brings on fruit. Biblical faith brings on fruit. 
Are you getting this? Um, took me years. I mean, years. And I'm still growing. I'm still making mistakes. I'm still falling short. It's a battle. And there's some things we're going to die and take, take with us. But we'll be changed when we see him. Everything's not going to be resolved on this end. So, so, so he deals with this, this, this matter of the process. Let's go back. But, but God, verse 4, who is what? Rich in mercy. Now, stop. Because some of us got wrong definitions. Well, I, I'm going to let him go because I, I want to be merciful. That ain't mercy. Grace is God not giving us what we deserve. I mean, grace is giving us what we don't deserve, and mercy is not giving us what we do deserve. Your, the mercy in your life has nothing to do with anybody else in your life, your husband, your wife, your children. The mercy that God has extended says, you know what? I could have given you a lot of stuff I didn't give. This is why an unforgiving spirit is so demonic in God's sight. Because he forgave you of everything. And pride causes you to hold stuff. Who in the heck are you to hold stuff against people? Are you kidding me? Hmm. Huh? It's with all of us. We... We learn that God has really been merciful. Really been merciful. See, see, for me, I, I go back to the old military axiom, you know, fall on the sword. You got all, all my mercy, you, you just fall on the sword. Especially if something obvious, fall on the sword. Pastor, I blew that, I'm sorry. That, that's it, it's over. Just fall on the sword. Now, you can't fall on the sword every day. <laughs> that's suicide, you know what I mean? You know, Sherman, they tell you, everybody in jail is innocent. Well, what'd you do? I ain't do nothing, man. The guy came at me, and, and, and uh, did you shoot him? No, nah, man, I didn't shoot him. Somebody else shot him. But they, they blamed it on me. You know, just fall on the sword. Because when you fall on the sword, you release yourself. You just release yourself. I, I blew that. Um, you know, da 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 and, and, and only pride de deters us. From falling on the sword. So, 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 one of the things that we, he's making us more Christ-like, uh, God who's rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he has loved us even when we were what? Zombies. Dead men walking in sins hath made us alive quicken us together by Christ, by grace, and have raised us up together. This is an operation of God and made us sit together in heavenly places that in the ages to come, here's why God did it, in the ages, in the dispensations, in eternity, Jesus gets credit for being kind. For by grace are you saved. Mm. Through grace, I mean through through faith, and that faith is not yours. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should what? Boast. We can't take credit for anything. Some people in church want credit. They want their name called. They, 
They need applause. They need appreciation. We'll give it to you, but not for your salvation. This, this thing is heavy. This thing is, uh, this thing is heavy. It's, it's real heavy. When you walk up on a sinner and they are just totally taken over. Sometimes if you in faith, fellowship, it'll make you cry. It'll bring tears to your eyes. Automatically. It'll, it'll bring tears to your eyes. Um, and it has brought tears to my eyes to see uh, people strung out you know, they're sitting up there, they shake. You got a dollar, I'm hungry. Can I? Just, just people are enslaved. Enslaved. Um, um, my God. Well, Lord, why, why am I not enslaved? Because of my grace. And my goodness. And I'm working out. Here's another preposition, directional. I've worked in something, the Holy Spirit. Now I'm working it out. Um, so in verse 10, we have what we call the poem in the Greek. For we are his workmanship. That The Greek word is poem. We are his poem created in Christ Jesus. And the word poem there means God has taken mess and turned it into a melody. We are his poem created in Christ Jesus unto what? Oh, unto what? Now he's going to transform our works into good works. Into good works. Into good works. Into, into, into good works. Um, we're called... Uh, we're called into service, called to be selected by gifts, guidance, glory... Um, I want you to see this. This is the product. The sovereignty is the predestination. The calling out, ek, chapter 2, is the power. Deuteronomy, ishkus. Uh, the power of God is what changes us gradually. And then this is the product of, of verse, verse 10 is the product. Here's where God is taking us, which God hath before what? ordained that we should what? Walk in them. How in the world are you going to teach and have a position that I'm living in perversion, homosexuality, lesbianism, and my Jesus loves me? Where is that in this? Somebody got to preach it. Change is inevitable when you are in the body of Christ. It, it may not be as dramatic as we would like it to be, but there's got to be some changes. I, I, I used to joke around across the street when I was preaching. I said, now, if you, if you, if you start out on the fifth, you ought to be on the pint. I stopped doing that because some people use that to keep drinking. <laughs> and, and, and I said, I ain't fooling with that. <laughs> oh, 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 Deacon Kenny Williams used to get the church van. Pastor, I'm going I'm to I'm run up to... Uh, to the store up here and get sodas for the picnic. And the problem was, it was a liquor store. 
And I, and I said, first of all, Jesus' name is on the truck. Then my name's on the truck. Get that, get that out of there. <laughs> Have we made mistakes? Absolutely. Have we made mistakes? Absolutely. I have been in hotels saved, and Satan, he worked something up so powerful. It was a hot day. I hadn't drank a beer in about years. I was thirsty, and I didn't want water, and he just kept talking to me. I went in my hotel, refrigerator, pulled out a beer. I took one sip, put it, I threw it out because it didn't appeal to me. And Satan said, I got you. Now, guess what? I did this to the beer. Look, down. But his accusation was two weeks long. Are y'all getting this? Here's what the devil will do. Now, that wasn't last night, so don't worry about it. Here's what the devil will do. The devil will set us up and make the desire overwhelming till we get it. And once we get it, we didn't enjoy it anyway. It was all a lie. Are you getting me? It was all a lie. We close on this. We move from ah, the sovereignty of his purpose to the power, to the product. Verse 14 to 17, the peace. For he is our what? Peace. Are you getting this? Look, go, go back up to 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are sometimes far off are made nigh, close by the blood of Christ. He's our peace who have made both one, broken down the wall of petition. He is our peace. And as we go out the door tonight, here's what you got to keep saying. Jesus is my peace. Not my ability to be strong. Jesus is my peace. Not my ability to claim the promises. See, all that's worked. Jesus is my peace. Let's stay on our feet. As every head's bow, every eyes closed, if you're here and you need to be saved, born again, blood washed, raise your hand. Jesus wants to save you tonight. And then this new life will start in you. Is there one? Or perhaps you want to join a church or your Christian experience. Is there one? Now, on 1030 Sunday, before I close out, we have a lot of dignitaries coming, congressmen, senators, mayors, second service, 1030, and uh, we're going to uh, have a public servants day where we uh, give plaques to our uh, dignitaries and applaud them. I don't want to uh, say the names right now, but uh, next Sunday is our last youth Sunday, discipleship, gra graduates from our, from our church. And we got a big Sunday next Sunday, so uh, June 26th will be the trigger date for dressing down for the summer. And we're going to change the times of service.